Welcome to the Power in Motion podcast. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, certified personal trainer, non-diet nutritionist, and body image coach. And I'm on a mission to help all women break free from body image hangups so they can do the amazing things they are called to do in this world. If you're looking to feel healthy, happy, and confident without dieting, restriction, and punitive workouts, or obsessing over the scale, you're in the right place. Let's lace up our runners and go for a walk while we chat. Hey there, how are you doing today? Welcome back to the Power in Motion podcast. Today, I want to chat with you about doing hard things and actually welcoming difficult experiences rather than dreading or trying to avoid them. Because here's the truth, hard things are inevitable in life. We just can't avoid them altogether. But have you ever considered that doing hard things doesn't have to suck? It doesn't have to be a dreadful experience. I came up with the idea for this episode after an experience with a client I had here in the studio recently. My client was trying a new exercise that I programmed for her that required her to balance on one foot, and she was having a difficult time with it. She was wobbling and falling out of it. And here's what I noticed. She was comparing herself to me. As I demonstrated the move to her, I did it with ease, and she was comparing her inability to do it that way to me, someone who practices this move regularly, who's much further along in mastering said movement. And she was being really hard on herself, saying things like, oh my God, it looks like such a simple exercise. Why can't I get this? What's wrong with me? I look like a fool. And I mean, that's just what she said out loud. And I said to her, you know, we do this funny thing as humans where we think we should be awesome at everything the first time we do it. And if that were true, then we'd have no experts because everyone would know how to do everything. You wouldn't need to be here for training because you would already know how to do all of the stuff you need to do. The truth is I gave her that move on purpose because it would be hard. Not because I'm mean and I wanted to torture her, but because it's what she needed to challenge the appropriate muscles so she could get stronger in the way that she wanted to. To be specific, she deals with hip and back pain. There's some misalignment going on, and the balance move I prescribed is really effective at strengthening the stabilizers and therefore improving alignment and pain. So we had a chat about that and why I chose this move and how it's curious the way that we interact with hard things in life. So I thought it would be good to share some of those reflections with you here on the show. So one interesting thing that my client said after we had this conversation, even though she understood my rationale for choosing the exercise and she felt better about doing it after I explained all this to her, she said, but I'd never do it on my own. That's why I need you to push me. And I hear things like that so often. I'm sure you've probably said it before too. Like you need to go to a class or have a trainer to hold you accountable to do the hard things because you'd never work that hard on your own. So I want to dig into that today because it's not just in fitness that we do this where we avoid hard things, but in so many areas of life. I've been guilty of it myself until I learned some things that really changed how I view hard things. 
And I hope that this episode will inspire and empower you to reframe how you think about the word hard too. The biggest reason I see people shy away from doing hard things is because they're afraid of making a mistake or failing. And let's face it, there's a high likelihood that when you're trying something new or difficult, you might make a mistake or get it wrong or even land flat on your face. I can remember feeling this way myself, especially in my business at different stages. I mean, at the very beginning, I was afraid to even advertise that I was a personal trainer because I was afraid that I might get a client that I didn't feel equipped to know how to train. And then when I took my business online, I held back doing that for a long, long time because I didn't know what to do about all the technology. When I started back then, I didn't have the means to hire support for everything. So promoting my services online meant I had to learn how to build out web pages, integrate payment processors, and link all of that to my email software and course delivery platforms. Like, this is not stuff I went to school for. I had no training in this, and I didn't know where to go to even find the information I needed at first. So I just didn't go there. I avoided taking my business online until I had no choice. When COVID lockdowns meant that I couldn't work in person for the better part of two years off and on, I was faced with the choice of figure it out or close up shop. And obviously I made the choice to figure it out. And I did. I consider myself now pretty tech savvy and I've learned so many useful things, but it was super hard. Like some days it felt impossible. And when it felt that way, like there were tears, there was anger, there was frustration, there was so much self-doubt and a whole lot of, I can't do this or why can't I do this? All the online business people make it look so easy. Like, just follow these three simple steps and you'll be on your way to five-figure months. Like, bullshit. And on that note, there's so many people trying to sell us on shortcuts, convince us that there's an easier way. And there's not. In a lot of cases, there's no easy button in life. You are going to have to face hard things. So don't fall prey for the deceptive marketing that promises otherwise, because if it sounds too good to be true, it definitely is. Growing, changing, becoming the best version of yourself, achieving your goals will require hard work and serious effort. You're going to have to push past your comfort zone sometimes in life. When I think of our comfort zone, I visualize it like this. Imagine yourself inside a bubble. That's your comfort zone. Everything inside your bubble is familiar. In here, you know all the answers. You're comfortable in your skills. You have your support people in place. And you even have some stuff and people in here that's not always awesome or supportive. There might be some difficult relationships. Some things really aren't working for you. There may be some dissatisfaction, like maybe you don't love your job or your boss, but at least it's secure and you know how to do it. Or Maybe you feel uncomfortable or weak or in pain in your body, like you don't love how you feel, but you manage because starting to work out or to get moving is outside your comfort zone and the thought of getting started seems harder than staying where you're at. All the things you want in life but don't have yet are outside your comfort zone, outside that bubble, that job you know that you want but aren't sure you're qualified for, the online business. 
better relationships, confidence in your body, being the parent you want to be, feeling stronger in your body, being able to balance on one foot, having stamina, all of it, growth, learning, abundance, it's all outside that bubble. And the only way to those goals is by breaking the bubble and deciding to leave your comfort zone. Let me just say that again, to have the things you desire for yourself, no matter how big or small the goal is, to achieve it, you have to leave your comfort zone. It's gonna be uncomfortable. There's no other way. You're gonna have to work hard for things that matter to you in life. Now, that is not to be confused with the old scarcity mindset saying, that, which is like nothing good in life ever comes easy. That is not what I mean. I am not standing here saying, life's hard, take your lumps, essentially life sucks, suck it up. Don't get me wrong here. Lots of things do happen easily and effortlessly. Life doesn't have to be hard all the time. In fact, lots of times we make things harder on ourselves just by believing that anything worth having is hard. And we can certainly invite more ease into our life by changing our relationship with the word hard and what you make it mean about yourself when something is hard. I've come to learn now that the reason I used to dread hard things so much is because I was terrified to make a mistake, to say or do something wrong, and ultimately that I might fail. Because if I failed, then that would mean I was a failure. Going back to my online business example, the reason I dreaded all the tech so much was because in my mind, if something didn't work perfectly with all the automations and integrations and a customer noticed, I made that mean that they'd think I was stupid and didn't know what I was doing and then no one would ever want to work with me. I was attaching a whole lot of meaning to the assumed thoughts of random strangers that hadn't even happened. And even if the worst case scenario did happen and all my tech failed, there was really a very low likelihood that the customer would think I was stupid. I'm sure most people would be very understanding that I was a one-woman show over here doing the best I can in an area that's definitely not my zone of genius. And you know what? If they did think I was stupid, then obviously they're not someone I want to work with. My fear was unjustified, irrational, and illogical. But I was convinced that making mistakes or failing meant I was a failure as a person. In other words, I had a belief that success is good, failure is bad, and my worth as a human being hinges on my ability to be successful at everything. Can you relate to my story? Have you felt this way yourself about doing hard things? You certainly wouldn't be alone if you do. I think I've coached every client I've ever had on this, so it's a very common thought error. And no judgment to you for having that thought error because we live in a capitalist society that values productivity and success and really does shame people for making mistakes. We're taught from a very young age that when we do a good job at things, people praise us, going way back to toddlerhood. And when we make mistakes, sometimes we did get in trouble or lost out on opportunities. So it's not bad or wrong that you've come to view doing hard things with such trepidation. But the downside is it's keeping you in your comfort zone. It's keeping you out of realizing your full potential. It's hijacking all your possibility. The fear of getting it wrong stands in the way of the possibility that could be if you get it right. 
And whether that's a big life-changing possibility or just the possibility of having stronger hips by trying some challenging balance moves, getting to the good stuff requires wading through the messy and difficult middle. So let's get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Expect things to be hard. Bring it on! Know that hard means you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You're right on track. Nothing has gone wrong. Stepping into your power and claiming that life you dream of, whatever it is, is going to require you to become okay with things being hard and potentially making mistakes. You're going to have to expand your failure capacity. In other words, make it safe for you to try new things, to step out of that comfort zone and potentially fail and have to try again. So let me equip you with some steps to help you grow your failure capacity and increase the safety for you to try difficult things. The first step to growing your failure capacity is to change your mindset about the word failure. Instead of viewing failure as bad, can we neutralize that word failure by letting it be a learning experience where each failure teaches you something that you need to get to your goal? It doesn't mean that you as a person are a failure. Think of it this way. Think of a baker trying to perfect a recipe. They try a certain proportion of ingredients, certain techniques, a time in the oven, and each time the recipe flops or isn't quite the way they want it, they hypothesize what part of the process went wrong and tweak it. And they try again and try again, switching this and tweaking that and swapping this ingredient until they get it right. The baker doesn't judge themselves as a bad baker just because they have to tweak their recipe. They know that this is part of the process. Same goes for a child who's learning to ride a bike. No kid learns to ride without falling a zillion times. It's hard. It's frustrating. There's tears. But each time they fail, we encourage them to get up, offer them some helpful feedback, and support them to try again. Can you meet yourself with the same attitude when you're trying something new or hard? Which leads into the second part of this, which is to commit to having your own back. I know you would never berate the child who falls a zillion times while learning to ride a bike and say things to them like, why can't you get this? Oh my gosh, you're so stupid. That's really mean. And yet this is how we often talk to ourselves when we struggle with something or make mistakes. Is it any wonder you don't want to try hard stuff? If a kid was going to be berated for falling off a bike, they'd never try again. It's the same here. Your brain knows how you're going to talk to yourself if you struggle. So kind of makes sense that you tend to avoid these things. When a kid struggles with riding a bike, you cheer them on, you praise them for their attempts, you wipe their tears and kiss their boo-boos. Can you treat yourself in the same way? Can you offer yourself compassion and kindness when you screw up or struggle? Can you say things like, this is frustrating, I'm really feeling discouraged, but stop yourself from name-calling or making it mean that you are a failure? Can you tell yourself, it's okay? Mistakes are how I learn. Of course this is hard. I've never done it before. I will get this. Or maybe I won't, but that's okay too. Which leads into the third part of this, which is to know when to ask for help. Another societal bullshit belief is that we should be able to figure out everything ourselves and never need help. 
It's total crap. Nobody knows how to do everything. We are meant to live in community. We are meant to help each other out. Seeking help is not a sign of weakness. In fact, I think it's a strength. Knowing when to stop fighting yourself and instead outsource the things that are in someone else's zone of genius frees you up to do the things that you're great at. It's kind of a win-win. And the fourth and final step here is to rely on your evidence bank. In the words of Glennon Doyle, you can do hard things. And you already know you can. I guarantee you've done many hard things in your life. And I'm sure you've surprised yourself a number of times with just what you're capable of. When you're in the thick of something difficult, instead of focusing on, when you, on what you don't know or what you can't do or how you're going to fail, can you take a moment and think back on all the times where you have been successful? Can you remind your brain that you are capable, smart, and resilient? That even though things are hard or that you might make a mistake, you have the capacity to see this through. So to recap those four steps to grow your failure capacity and to feel safe trying hard things. Number one, neutralize the word failure. Number two, have your own back. Number three, know when to ask for help. And number four, rely on your evidence bank. Hard things are inevitable in life. And by thinking powerful thoughts, meeting ourselves with kindness, we can reach a place where we welcome hard things and actually feel excited to get to the other side, to the place of possibility. So I want to leave you with a little homework again on this episode. So get your journal out. If you're driving, of course, come back and do this later. And I want you to ask yourself, what am I avoiding or resisting because it feels too hard? What do I need to believe about myself to feel safe taking action on this? And lastly, what stands in the way of me believing that about myself? I'd really love to hear what you come up with, so feel free to send me an email. If you're not on my email list, there's a link to do that in the show notes. That'll get you a weekly email from me with info about the podcast and my offers, which you can always respond to and share your takeaways. Or you can DM me on social media. I'm at Radiant Vitality Wellness. I hope that you have a fantastic week ahead and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Power in Motion podcast today. Ready to drop your body image hang up so you can confidently create your healthiest, happiest life? Awesome. You can get started today by taking my five-day mini course, How to Feel Great in and about your body, no matter what the scale says. Inside this five-day video training, you'll learn how to get motivated to exercise, stop cravings and binge eating, set health goals beyond the scale, eat normally without rules or a plan, and accept your body. Find unshakable confidence, even if you don't love how you look. For just $27, you'll receive one under 10-minute video lesson per day for five days delivered straight to your inbox, reflection worksheets to help you integrate your learning, and links to bonus resources to go even deeper with the work. You can get started right now by visiting radiantvitality.ca slash five day training. I'll see you inside.